today on cinematics a transferring curse and family struggles this is juan white ghost and black ghost hey everybody welcome to cinematics we're back with another uh horror movie episode here with this halloween stuff going on and uh, we're going to be looking at the japanese juon white ghost black ghost which is a part of the juon series juon series which is quite extensive at uh third what was it 13 14, 14 films we yeah. that in the collection nine japanese and four american most of them haven't been shown in north america there you go released in europe released in japan uh like all that kind of Sweden. stuff. So let's jump right in. White Ghost. Let's start with White Ghost. So the the films are are packaged as a double a double feature. I have been in my online searches unable to find any place where you can purchase them separately. I'm sure you could probably illegally download them separately if you really wanted to, but essentially they're sold as a package. So we kind of have to treat them as a package talking about them uh essentially As interconnectedly and 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 how they relate which could be difficult but we're gonna try and do it um so let's start with white ghost you've seen this movie these movies this double I more think, than i have i think this is approximately my fourth time watching these your fourth time and like i said before i fell asleep two or three times so it's <laughs> that been, doesn't it's, bode well for <laughs> it's been a few years since i've watched these movies in their entirety all right so what you're saying is we're both coming into this with similar almost almost brand spanking new all right i'll take it that's fine so white ghost um let's talk about significance let's let's just jump right into what it's saying because i think it, it's important Coming from a, an English background specifically, um, I have a degree in it. I took five years of, of analysis, so I kind of have a little bit of like an idea of how to how to break stuff down. And when when you when you talk about uh, art and any any art form, any form of storytelling, you have to consider the cultural implications, the historical implications, the national implications of of where the person is living at the time who's telling the story. If if you're planning on on talking about it in a way that is and even where they are in their life at the time too, right? Yeah. You know, psychologically and mentally yeah. too, right? Like if you want if you want to analyze it that way. See, that's the thing and that that's the funny thing cuz we can go down all kinds of routes about critical theory and how oh, the author is dead and you shouldn't examine a movie based on, you know, uh uh, based on what the author was trying to say, but what the story itself is actually saying. But I think I think for films, because they're so collaborative, but also so like you know driven by one person, you kind of have to you kind of have to talk about what that person is trying to say. Depending on the movie, though, I guess like I don't know, like with this being a double feature and only being able to find it as a double feature, do you think that this might have been kind of peddled by producers a little bit more? Um, no, maybe, I don't know. I don't know enough about how cinema in Japan is produced as far as like how much control producers have. And as far as, um, I, I know the way it works in Hollywood is producers have quite a lot of control and I know that, but that's why we're talking about this, I guess. Right. Because mm -hmm. on one hand, like we're, we're Canadians who are very in intricately familiar with the the way that our film industry works and the way that we tell stories so first of all to that point most like i don't know if i've ever uh, that's the, i can't say that i almost have i have almost never seen a north american horror film that wasn't told in order it happens sometimes there are there are movies that exist that are not told in order but the common storytelling method is here's the characters here's what happens to them in order here's how it ends up white ghost is not like that we'll get to black ghost and what what that fucking thing means after <laughs> but white ghost isn't like that you've got five different storylines probably at least at least so maybe let's try and spoiler alert no 
Don't do it. I'm sorry. My Ryan. cat was almost going to jump up on my mixing board. I can't do that. Um, so let, let, let's try and figure out what the story is actually happening in order. So family massacre happens. It's uncle of this girl kills his, his mom, uh, his sister, stepmom. Is stepmom. It, is this, oh, yeah, it wasn't, one is, wasn't his uh, real mom. Remember that? Like, right. They were having like this uh, this discussion or whatever about um, his his schooling and stuff like that. And then, oh, like, oh that's mother, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His yeah. mother should be watching over him. She's like, oh, you're not. You're his not mom. his real mom, anyways. Yeah. Okay, so he kills his stepmom, his dad, his stepsister, and his stepsister's bastard child. No, I, actually, I think that was his real sister. I think. Was it? I, I, I don't I, know. I think it was. She said that in such a way that it makes it sound like she's a stepsister because, like, maybe. I don't know. Sister don't know, or stepsister. It's all, it's, it's all the, trivial. The, 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 the familial relationship trivial. is there. Yeah. So he kills all of them, and then he goes to the forest and hangs himself. <laughs> um, following that, another family moves into the house. Right? Isn't, isn't that how that... Because then there was... Oh man! Or am I blending the two movies now? I think I think you might be. Blending I think I might be blending. Bit. No, no, no. I don't think I am. They're like following each other one by one, and it's sometimes hard to separate the two. Um, but I'm fairly certain. I'm fairly certain. Juan White Ghost. Sorry, no, I'm just what, gonna. What quick... happens is uh, there's there's one character in the movie where. Her dad was affected by the by the curse after the murder happened, and then as she gets older, it it affects her because her dad was also taken out by by that curse. Oh oh yeah. no 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 yeah okay so yeah. so the cab driver the cab driver. that's the thing so the yeah. cab driver who drives the murderer to the forest, the curse gets left behind in his cab, and then he's killed by the haunted girl, then her. Uh, her his daughter grows up a little bit. Um, his daughter, years. yes, his Seven. daughter also knew the girl who was killed, though. Which, yeah, they were so friends. they were friends. friends. Good friends. Good friends. Yeah, and so the curse transfers, um, and uh, his her father gets killed. She gets her toy back. Yeah. Her, Stop it. Her cat. Good luck charm. Her good luck charm back. Um, and. She survives. Her friends allegedly die, probably. Yeah, yeah, the ones that they were doing the. The ones Japanese that were doing the Ouija Japanese board. Ouija board with. Yeah, yeah. All right, so that's the plot, essentially, of what happens. The curse occurs now, but the way it's told is extremely anachronistic. It's out of order. There's the future stuff happening at the same time that the past stuff is happening, and then there's the whole thing with the Japanese Santa. Which I don't really know. Yeah. Oh, because there's that whole plot line where he he goes to the house, but nobody's there, and then it's like haunted. He sees the the like the ghosts repeating them their their yeah. last actions. And the endless endless loop. The endless loop of their final actions, and then he he's all messed up. Goes home to his girlfriend, kills his girlfriend. Who mm. knows what happens after that? The storyline drops off. <laughs> so, but but it's told out of order. Quite artfully, actually, I found, so that by the time you get to the end, you know exactly what happened. But in the process of getting from point A to point B, you um... well, and it's also yeah, like uh, one of the re like one of the ways you figure out it's it's a flashback is you see um, I wish I could remember her name, but like you see her growing up, and then Akane, oops. yeah, I think the that girl, was her name. Akane, yeah. 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 So she's like, uh, she walks past the house and then she sees her friend standing there and the camera pans. And, and then, then she's young then again. Then she's young and again. And that tells you. And then, see, classic show don't tell. It's yeah, great. Exactly. You know, they yeah. don't need to tell you seven years later, although I think they do at some point. Yeah, at some yeah, point do, she yeah. says it's been seven years. Yeah, it's been seven years. But just an interesting way of showing um, that, especially that she's walking past, like she's walking past the house and then she, she sees her friend standing there probably as a ghost or a memory i'm not sure i i then, i figured it was a memory yeah it probably was uh because the ghosts in this movie are not happy ghosts that's true. and i think that that's i mean i'm gonna go out on a limb here i hope i don't get like 
completely lambasted. You know, lambasted. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean again? Lambasted. Criticized. Criticized. Right. There we go. I hope I don't get lambasted, but I'm I'm fairly certain that most Japanese mythology and 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 folk folklore about ghosts is about unhappy ghosts like vengeful, i mean vengeful ghosts yeah vengeful ghosts it's, it's i mean i'm sure there's also stuff out there that is not but the stuff that is in popular culture and the stuff that is most well known globally is related to vengeful spirits and and oni and and anya and yuri and things like that um whereas in uh north american ghost stories they're often vengeful as well but also not always Maybe it's the same thing. Yeah, it's probably the same thing. Trying to like give someone a message or something like that. Yeah, where sometimes they where they come across as being like evil or vengeful or something, or maybe they might be on their own path, but they don't want to hurt a certain person or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they're just or trying to present a message, but that's less interesting than the vengeful, angry spirits that well, we like so you, much. Depends how you do it. Right? <laughs> that's that's true. Um, okay, so there you go. So that that's the that's the outline of of the plot. Um, the important one of the the important things I think I picked up on and that we we talked a little bit about was the um, stressing out of of the the like your cracking steps under the pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because the 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 one who does the murdering is the stepson who's trying to pass his law degree and there's all of this pressure on him from his father to to pass it and oh why is he so dumb why can't he do this. Um, and and you see you see a point where they move into this house and he snaps and to me I say this like I'm just the only one who thinks this but like media of any sort tends to to reflect upon cultural social uh, commentary on on things going on and that that was really artfully spoken <laughs> I know um, <laughs> beautifully said as it should have been. Um, and and using using supernatural things to to comment on that without directly commenting yeah, on that right yeah, and like and horror is really it's like a metaphor yeah yeah it's like a metaphor for like you know the the pressure and yeah. everything right well and and there's so there's a, there's a great scene where we finally see what we start to figure out what's happening where he sees a mirror yeah and when he goes to touch it his reflection in the mirror like grabs himself. Grab him, yeah. Um, and there's like a, there's like a mental snap there. Like that, that contact with his other self in the mirror changes him irre irre irrevocably, irrevocably. That is a word I know. Um, <clears throat> so I think that that whole mirror bit, and then afterwards he's left behind there, right? It's almost like yeah, like his, uh, it's like he's leaving a part of himself behind, and I think that's where like uh, the grandma, the grandma with the basketball, <laughs> the, the grandma with the basketball, the grandma always has the basketball, but like I feel like you know he's probably, you know that that was probably his passion or whatever, and now he's like he's stuck in this endless endless loop of failing and trying to get his law degree and like you know and all he wants to do is play basketball all he wants to do is play basketball i could see that i mean i mean you know there, there was that comment where the grandma when you first see her walking with the basketball and you realize that she is that that ghost that walks around with the basketball and makes the uh, noises um the the daughter is like oh no you gotta put that back he's gonna be really mad it's his prized possession or whatever. He just he just wanted to be a basketball player, man. <laughs> that wanted, was his life dream. He wanted to play for the LA Lakers someday. But his dad wanted him to be a lawyer instead, <laughs> which I guess, you know, pays better or something. Actually, I don't know if it does. If he played NBA, he'd get paid yeah, pretty he, damn well. He, he'd, he'd be raking it in, man. Yeah. He was pretty tall, too. He probably could have done it. The choices we make yeah. or the choices that other people, that try, other to people try to make for us. So... <clears throat> Excuse what? me. Watch the fucking levels, man. Watch the fucking. Hey, my levels are fine. All right, I'm staring right at them, and I've been fixing them as we go. <laughs> so, um, getting stuck on a path you don't like. Mm -hmm. Talking about all of that kind of um, 
being forced to do something and kind of almost losing yourself in it. So he kind of loses himself. He snaps. He kills all these people, and then he moves on with his life. <laughs> well, or or rather, he moves doesn't. To the, he moves to the end of his life. To the end of his rather, life, rather quickly. Rather, rather abruptly, in <laughs> fact. So then, what was the? I find it interesting that there's so many little like story snippets uh, that kind of surround this main character like like the the guy with the tape yeah like what okay so for context if you haven't seen again like we said in the first episode if you haven't seen the movies some of the stuff we talk about might not make sense um or we're gonna spoil some stuff for you sorry um but there's there's the guy with the tape who's doing he's studying for his law degree He's studying police oh, yeah, records, or, yeah, he, or maybe he's a cop. I don't know. I assumed he was a student, but it looked like he could have been going through a records room, maybe. Oh, okay, um, okay. I thought you were talking about when he's when when he like when uh, uh whatever his name is, the basketball guy. He was right when he was in his room studying, listening to the tapes, and then he heard himself on the tape. That's another. That's another point. So yeah, they 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 say in the movie that. That be uh, uh, they they say that a Jew a Jew on is like a grudge curse. It's a curse created when a someone dies in a powerful rage, and and so it's implied that the curse that is on this house is created by um created by this murder, and that this is the beginning of this house's curse. But it it can't be because the mirror that he touches. The mirror that he goes to already is cursed. But there was also, yeah, there was also that because they do have some some little throwbacks to the original with the little cat boy Toshio. Right. So I haven't and, seen all of the Grudge movies. And it kind of looks it like the the house kind of looks similar to the original house. Does it? So maybe this is a loose loose sequel. I don't know. Or like a it's transference. Kind of, yeah, I mean it could be, but like the ki- but, the kids like roaming around in alleys and stuff. I thought they were like stuck, stuck in the house where it happened. But I guess it also moves. They're on supposed to, to be. Well, in in like the sequels and stuff, and even in well the American one, anyways, it keeps it keeps moving because anybody it touches, it just keeps moving. So, I don't but know. but that's that's what so that's what it was saying on the internet here. I was doing some research. As as a person does, um, and there was talk about how, um, where is it here? The most uh, uh, on on Rio. I I'm totally mispronouncing that. Are the ghosts of people who died in jeal- in strong passions, jealousy, rage, hatred, unable to pass on, instead transforms into a powerful, wrathful spirit who seeks vengeance on any and everything encounters. Um, and that's not quite the right one, but that that's from um, this website called yokai.com. I'm not entirely sure what they do. They do yokai. They, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> but that that's what they – and then uh, – so the story of the original grudge is actually based on – speaking of – you know what? Let's come back to that in a second and let me try and finish my thought here. Um refers to a ghost cable causing harm. Okay, so I, I must have closed that page. Anyway, I read somewhere that it was saying that the spirits, these these uh, Yurei, are transferred to anyone who, who comes in contact. Yeah. So if you've got a, a spirit locked in a house and someone, like, say, Santa Pizza Boy, comes into <laughs> the house. Boy. Cake Boy. Cake Boy, Who's right. Sorry, pizza. Cakes. I don't know why I thought pizza. Um Santa Cake Boy comes into the house. The curse latches onto him. He leaves, and it spreads. It goes somewhere else. It transfers. It's like That's, a virus. Yeah, kind a of like a, like an illness. Yeah. Um. I wonder if that's something. An illness, almost like, like, the idea that these stories are told again. Going back to the fact that like, it's almost like that misery needs company. Like that kind of thing, right? Yeah. You know, like, you know, like, um, you come in contact with this with this grudge or whatever, and then it affects you. 
Yeah. So it's like empathy, like empathy too as well, I guess. Like not quite what I was going for, but I see your point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no, that makes sense. It's like that that uh that emotional Wi-Fi that everybody has where you feed you you feed off people's emotions and stuff. It's true though, you do, you know. If you if you walk into a space where somebody's uh somebody's in a really bad mood, like if you at work, you know, especially like on set, like when I'm on a set where you know, somebody who's around of importance or somebody who's doing a lot of like interacting with other people, whether it's a director or whether it's an actor or whether it's an AD or whatever, if somebody doing a lot of other interaction is in a bad mood, it spreads so fast and so like completely through everybody else, Mm -hmm. you know, and it changes throughout a day. Suddenly someone is in a bad mood for some reason and they, after lunch, they come back in a bad mood. The, The rest of the day can be shot for the whole crew theoretically. Right. Which is, I guess, why everyone always says it's so important to try and be good to work with and be happy. And, and, and even if you're not feeling great, like don't don't pass that on to other people. And it's, it's not just at work. It's in life as well. You yeah, know? yeah. Your problems are your problems and they suck. But like don't put your emotions on other people because it spreads so easily um, like a virus. So and, to go back to that. And the same could be said for the soul. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, but, Getting philosophical here. So to go back to what I was thinking, because we, we were talking before about how like stories and art and storytelling sort of fuels a, um, or it, it comes from something we know, right? So like, you know, we tell stories to teach. That's something I've always been told is that you tell a story because you have an important lesson that needs to be taught, Right. Like, for example, passing life lessons on to other people. So maybe they don't make the same mistakes. Ex- exactly. Yeah. Right. Like, you, you you know, the oral tradition of storytelling is hailed as I mean, I don't have a source for this, but it's hailed as one of the primary reasons that we advanced so far, because we're able to, through storytelling, teach the younger generation where we screwed up. So especially the millennial generation, ugh, <laughs> said the millennials, Um <laughs> So I wonder if stuff like this, like like curses and ghosts and, and that kind of stuff comes from this innate fear of, of illness as though like, you know, somebody has caught this illness, this curse that is, is going to kill them and there's nothing you can do about it. But if you stay away from them, you'll be safe. You know, so this house has right, been cursed. Yeah, yeah. And if you stay away from the house, you won't catch the it's, plague. It's like cast. It's like casting out toxic people in your life. Exactly. Look yeah. at that. Going all metaphorically physical. <laughs> physical. Metaphorically, <laughs> metaphorically physical. That's what we do on cinematics here. We, we get metaphorically, metaphorically physical. physical. That's. Uh, you can quote me on that. Please don't quote me on that. Uh, that be a T-shirt. <laughs> Along with it lacks ears. <laughs> I really feel like this lacks ears. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I'm out of control. This lacks ears. All right. And it's metaphorically physical. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right, Ryan. Today on Cinematics, we're getting metaphorically physical. And we're also lacking ears. <laughs> It's not even that funny. It's just funny because I I know how stupid it sounds. For any of you who listened to the last podcast, maybe maybe try try over it again and try to find what we said about the chatter and Hellraiser and that it lacks ears. Oh god. Ryan, I broke Ryan. We we broke Ryan. Ryan's broken. <laughs> I think he's crying now. He's he's just he's uh I don't know why that was so funny. Uh anyways. Moving You're okay, moving Ryan. right along. I'm okay. <laughs> so what were we talking about again? Um don't say it. Um, the the metaphor the metaphors of uh, illness and casting out toxic right. people. So, uh, in that in that regard, uh, the thing that we were going to come back to, I, I said like two or three minutes ago, um, is that the the story of the original Grudge is actually based on 
<laughs> Metaphorical physicality. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's actually based on... <laughs> Keiako. Or... Yeah, so a real folk legend. Urban Ur- myth. Urban legend. <laughs> urban, urban legend. Yeah. yeah. About and, and the names... Now, I don't know if the article... actually her name in the original. Too. Yeah, so that's what I was going to say, is I don't know if the article is changing the names <clears throat> just to, like, protect the whatever, but... Nah, no, I, I don't think so. I think they probably did that intentionally in the in the, the last one. Um, just as the, the urban legend goes, they tried to make it more... It, it is an urban legend, so I guess that's the thing, right? And I don't know. I could not find how long it's been around for. And I looked fairly extensively, not completely. I'm sure if I dug for like a couple hours, I could maybe find it. But um, regardless of how long it's been around for, it's an urban legend, an urban myth, which means it's been around for a while at least. And it suggests that um, – <laughs> damn it, Paul. It's <laughs> – Paulie, stop it. Uh, it, it! It's a story that is literally the story of the original grudge, which is, you know, loner girl gets married – has a kid, um, husband thinks she's cheating on him, kills both of them, kills himself. Kills himself? Yeah. Yeah, he kills himself. Yeah. yeah. And and that's like bit for bit a an urban myth, an urban legend, whatever the phrase you want to use is. Metaphorically um, physical. <laughs> Sorry. Oh yeah, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> uh, um fuck. So, I, I screwed up this whole. You, you messed everything up. <laughs> um, it so the the movie is is just a retelling of that. It's almost you might say a bit of a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, yeah, I guess you could right? say that. Yeah, it's like Hansel and Gretel almost. Kind we'll of follow the trail of Gretel. You know, it, it it's but an it urban legend, so it's a little bit different. It's not like a tale you'd tell your kids. Or like your, you know, bedtime it's, it's stories. It's, yeah, it's something that people would, you know, talk about in a, you know, like a, in a bar or something like that. Just be like, have you ever heard this? Or like, well, maybe not, maybe not a bar, but like, put your mic closer to your face. Damn it! I'm sorry. There I, you go. I have to, I have to hold this by hand. Ryan has this fancy fucking arm that he uses. I do. Cause he's he's all fancy like that. Um. Not but a, yes. I'm not a fucking TV host here. Not a fucking TV host, you ain't there, bud. But I, I mentioned that because I think next week, I don't know, in, in one of the upcoming episodes, we're going to do an episode about fairy tale horror because it happens a lot. It's surprising how often fairy tales are actually either turned into horror or if you go back far enough and you go back to Brothers Grimm, which is kind of where like the Mother Goose fairy tales all come from, they're originally kind of horror stories already mm-hmm. that were told to kids to help teach a lesson. Yeah. Right? You know, so you're telling your kids the story of Hansel and Gretel who get lost in the woods because their parents are shitty and they throw breadcrumbs to try and – but then they go into a stranger's house and, and everything goes to shit. So don't go in strangers' houses when your parents abandon you in the woods is the moral of that story. Um, exactly. <laughs> But, um, again, we're back to teaching stories through – or teaching lessons through stories, uh, and we kind of got a little bit off topic from White Ghost, which we're still talking about because – That's it's way better than Black Ghost. Uh, yeah. I mean I so, enjoyed Black Ghost, but White Ghost has more – got more substance. More substance to it. There's more more to say about it. Oh, God. And it's got basketball grandma too. So basketball grandma, which is honestly probably the greatest character in the history of horror film. If I'm <laughs> being honest, like, like she's a true mascot. Okay, so like, <clears throat> if there's a if there's a lesson to be learned, you know, as in, in terms of like urban legends and you know folk folklore and fairy tales and stuff like that, what 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 lesson would you think that this movie is trying to get across? I think. To me, like follow your passion. Don't let anybody else tell you what to do. Sort subtly, of subtly, I think it's trying to say that. I think it's, yeah. I think it's telling, it's trying to say that. Um, and and now again, I I want to be cautious about talking too much about this because neither of us are Japanese, neither of us have been to Japan. Um, but there's this classic sort of idea in Japanese culture that you have that be a lot to do with societal pressure, societal pressure and, and needing to be 
sort of the best academically that you can be and getting like the best paying jobs and things like that. Cause there's so much competition. There's so many people. Um, there's not as much, like it's a very condensed place, right? Mm-hmm. With big population. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, there, there's this sort of classic and it's almost it, like it, it literally has become a meme on the internet, but the idea that, you know, the, the, parents are put a lot of pressure on the kids to perform really well at a really young age and all the focus is on like they go to school six days a week um like they finish school and they go to study like you know like they're talking about in in was it yeah in white ghost there's the the daughter's talking about the cram session yeah you know they have school and then after school she can't miss cram cram school yeah cram whatever and it's christmas eve too yeah and yet there she is on christmas eve staying at school late um so there's this there's this pressure to perform and and in the movie again the father's talking about um oh I don't understand why he why you know my son is so dumb why can't he pass this law test blah 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 it's like you know so it's heavily indicating a criticism it's lambasting you might say um <laughs> uh the idea of of forcing and pressure onto your kid to perform to to a standard to a high standard beyond what they may want to perform to or may be capable of performing to because at the end of the day everybody's path is different everybody does different things everybody has different passions and just because you know you and I decided to become filmmakers uh doesn't mean that say our path is less or or not as prestigious as say someone who decided to become a lawyer or a doctor it's just a different road yeah totally yeah and there uh like another thing i want to add to that too is with uh with what is it matt matt sushi or something like that the the uncle of the movie right the right uncle yeah, who, yeah. Killed, I, I who killed his niece right yeah. but like so he had a lot of pressure from his dad but um the little girl at the beginning her dad wasn't really pressuring her into staying at school on Christmas Eve. So I think it's also maybe about the pressure that we put on ourselves and maybe yeah. that we shouldn't be so hard on ourselves as well. Like, cause I mean, when, when you look at it that way, I guess there's like, I, I feel like I might've interrupted your thoughts. So you should keep going. No, like, um, like, yeah, I was just, I was just thinking like, uh, you know, it was, it was Christmas Eve and she was insisting that she go to cram school. Instead of instead of and, spending it with her family. Yeah, and you know, and down the line when you when you see her that um she kind of looks back on that and maybe says, Maybe I sh- maybe I should have spent Christmas Eve because it was the last Christmas Eve I was gonna spend with her. Right, because then he goes and dies. Yeah, exactly. Right. He just goes and he fucking he dies. He just goes and fucking dies on <laughs> us. So I guess there's there's both ways, right? And and both sides of it are, are presenting this idea that that academic pressure is not necessarily positive. You know, like not like not not to say that the, that anyone I think, who I think any... wants to go the academic route is wrong, mm-hmm. but I think that it's just in general, like you know, to to relate it to our field again, like for me, I've been for the last month, two months, close to two months, I've been working fairly nonstop. Like even like starting the beginning of September, I worked almost every single day until this last like week essentially mm-hmm. um and even when i'm not working i'm i'm still working because i'm doing stuff like this i'm doing these these projects to try and further myself and better myself and, and, be, and because i enjoy them as well <laughs> but but the thing becomes then you put pressure on yourself to do all of this stuff because you feel like you should or you you feel like you need to or you want to or whatever the reason is that you put that pressure mm-hmm. on yourself. Yeah. And it leads to unhappiness. It can, yeah, like or it can. I I even like even even for me like when I was doing some props for you uh last last summer I think those canisters and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yep. Like they weren't like the the most you know like no, they were pretty small props but like they were. even even still like I just felt like like a huge amount of pressure to get them as good as I can with what I was working with. Well, they and were pressure, beautiful, Paul. Thank they were you. Beautiful. And even just like with my with my own stuff, like like even like Halloween costumes or you know whatever. Like I, like I, like I'll I'll sit there and I'll scrutinize the shit out of them until I can get like, you know, as as good as I can get them. Like I sometimes like you can drive yourself crazy, but like 
it's it's not all bad. Like you know, like sometimes putting a little bit of pressure on yourself can make you that much better at it. Yes, that's true. But there, I, I, maybe there's a level of pressure that's good and a level. Oh of pressure yeah, there's that's there's not, an unhealthy which level. which is where the movie is trying to show, right? Yeah, like, for sure. At the end of the day, Akane, the character who's putting the pressure on herself, yeah, she turns out okay. You know, it it sucks that she, like she, it sucks that at her the dad end of died. The day, yeah, but. But it, it never goes back to that. Like she seems – like the next time we see her, they talk about the fact that her dad died and she seems okay with it. She's moved yeah, on. She's like, yeah. you know, this is fine. I'm in, never, a, I'm in a good place. Yeah, you know? and she never got upset like especially when they were when they were doing their uh, Ouija board thing. Like she, yeah. never, got, she never got defensive or the, the offensive movie, or upset or anything about it. She, yeah. You know, she you – know, she, she was drawing when we first saw her, right? The, the, the film doesn't punish her – for pushing herself to be better. The film does punish the family for pushing their son to be better, yeah, right? Yeah. They push something on him that he doesn't want. Or well, I mean, we don't even necessarily know that he doesn't want to be a lawyer. We think that maybe he doesn't and that's what the the symbolism blah, 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 the symbolism of the basketball suggests that he does. He wants to do something different, you know. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's yeah. not basketball. Maybe it's simply it, it a metaphor be, for he yeah. wants to do something else. Yeah. But he can't, and it keeps getting away from him. The like the the basketball like probably represents his passion. Like when you see him when you see him studying for this law degree, he has like all these tapes on the wall. His his room is kind of like dimly lit. It's very gray, like it's yeah. empty. Mm-hmm. That's another thing we were talking about with the set deck. The set deck, very, yeah. Very empty, and maybe. Doing something that you want to that you don't want to do like that leaves you feeling empty and like well, and when, when we f- and like he just has like this blank look on his face and he's just like just going through the motions like he's like man and he's he's sitting right next to a window too I think he is yeah and so it's like, and he's staring out it like like the way he's he way he's set he's looking he out like the window longs out longs yeah. out the window and and it's interesting because the first time we see the house is I think the first scene of the movie. Where, well, I guess theoretically the second scene because the first scene is the guy driving and the second driving, scene is yeah. him getting there. Yeah. Um, but he, he, he goes in and and, just... and the whole first scene or the whole beginning of the first – of that second scene is just an empty hallway. There's no pictures on the walls. There's no furniture. There's nothing. It's just a hallway with whitish, grayish walls, kind of poorly lit. No decorations at all, right? Yeah. It's a house that doesn't even feel like it's been lived in. And even when they're in it later, it's got some decoration. It's got some stuff. There's rooms that are nice. Very minimal, though. Yes, very minimal. Um, and I think that really says something about, like, that family versus, say um, – wait, where's the con- – hold on. So the dad – do we ever see – I don't think we ever see – Akane's family home, do we? No, we we see her. I think we see her apartment when she's older, but we don't see her actual. And she's she's got the uh, she got the little shrine of her dad and stuff. But I don't think we ever see her at home when she's a kid. We see her at the other house. We see her at the uh, the ghost house, I guess. Oh yeah, because she does go there briefly. And then we, yeah. we, we get the flashback when she's younger. Yeah, and she gets um, thrown out. Gets thrown out by the abusive uncle who yeah. also murders his entire family. And and she's more torn up about having left her friend yeah. than she is about having left her dad. Right? So, again, that kind of like the movie forgives her for putting pressure on herself. And it doesn't yeah. forgive her for not being there for her friend when her friend needed her. And well, her friend shows up. Her friend shows up again when she's uh, when she's older, and she gives her back her good luck. And her friend forgives her. And her friend forgives her too. That's true. That's true. So I guess they're maybe that's not necessarily. All right. Well, we've spent about forty minutes. Where are we at? We're about forty minutes talking about um, white ghost. White ghost. We should probably talk about black ghost for twenty minutes because for about twenty minutes. Now, to me, White mm-hmm. Ghost was more of a – it was a psychological thing. It was an exploration of, of human psyche and how it can it can kind of just break. Black Ghost seems to kind of throw that out the window. And instead, it goes full bore into the supernatural 
and basically just says, yeah, this is real. It's not a metaphor. It's or it doesn't feel to me well, they, to they, be a metaphor. They go all out with it. They're like they go into witchcraft. Yeah, like there, they there's the witchcraft. There's the the doctor who's like, oh, you have an unborn baby, in or your daughter you, has you, an unborn you, baby by her uterus. Yeah, and he, he he seems to imply that he also thinks that that could be like uh, a curse. Like he never outright says curse, but even the medical staff, right? They, they don't. They don't dispute it. They never. There's no. There's never any like. Yeah. Nobody ever tries to like debate it or anything. No. She like, just says, "Oh, I'm gonna go to my sister who happens to be a witch." Yeah. And well, I mean, obviously, witch isn't the right word, but um, she's a, a practitioner of the supernatural arts. We'll call it <laughs> to make it long-winded and difficult to say. Um, but yeah, and 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 her sister doesn't question it either. Her sister says, "Okay, I'll come help you." And she comes. It's and just they, convenient that she happens to have a sister that works with witchcraft. And I mean, stuff like yeah, that, plot, know? plot, yeah. plot. But uh, yeah, Deus Ex Machina. Yeah, but they, as it were, they yeah, but. they just, they just go all out with it. Like, um, yeah, like the, the, like the ghost. Like I'm going back to White Ghost again, but like the ghosts in White Ghost are more of a, um, they have they have more of a psychological aspect to them where they're like they kind of drive them crazy, right? But in this, it's like, yeah, they drive the characters crazy, but they know they're there. So like, It's more physical. It's more physical. It's, it's less yeah. metaphysical. It's less metaphorical. It's more... It's a literal physical curse that is killing the daughter and killing everybody who comes close to it. Yeah. So, you know, the, the, the whole plot being like the main characters are the daughter and the mom and the mom's husband... And that's like the circle. I'd even say the nurse. And and the nurse. Yeah. But but the thing with the nurse is that she's like extraneous to this curse. Theoretically, the curse that the daughter has is the fact that there were twins. The one girl absorbed the other one mm-hmm. in the in utero and then was birthed with like the the growth. Yeah. And and that growth is the curse. But then the nurse has this curse as well. Like like the black ghost that this movie is named after hangs out in her apartment and kills this like extraneous guy who happens to be her neighbor. Yeah. Friends have sex in his bed for some reason. And um, then they, they kill him. And, and then, then that, that was the end of his story arc. Yeah. And, 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 and her, her piece of it is that she is in contact with the girl who is cursed. So therefore she has, the curse has latched onto her. Yeah. And, and it's the same thing with the dad. The dad has the curse, or yeah, and and it, yeah, yeah, it yeah. almost latches onto him, but then it carries to the girl he works with, sort of. I'm not. It's like sh- an STD. Oh my god, it is. Oh my god. Did you ever watch that movie? This is totally off topic, but <laughs> that movie, it follows. Yeah, yeah, that that was like yeah. Big I big haven't big. watched it, but I know the story. And, yeah. And I just thought of that immediately when you said that. Um, but it's kind of like. It's almost like an, the most metaphorical I think I could go with this is the whole idea of life being kind of out of your control. Yeah. Because the curse happens for nobody's fault. Mm-hmm. For nobody's fault. From, from nobody's At the fault, fault of no one. Yeah. There you go. You know, it just so happens that this like rare thing happens and these twins merge and the spirit is angry and there's nothing anybody can do about it. Except exactly. try and banish her. Except at the end of the day, then you know they they don't. Do they ever like? Do they ever like? Uh, like this might sound stupid to say, but like, do they ever like try to like try to make amends with it before trying to just like flat out kill it? Well, okay. So the flat out kill it part, you mean by that you mean like when they, they jump off the like, roof and like fall no, 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 like when they try to cast her out, right? Oh no, but yeah, but like, how do they make amends? How would Interesting. What 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 the sister tried. what the sister says after she finishes the the ritual where she casts it we, out. We have to hold rights for her. Hold her rights. Yeah, yeah. We never see the mom hold the rights. Yeah, which is true. But, but that they doesn't also mean said that, that they tricked her. They they tricked the spirit of the girl that they were performing it on. Remember, she like she like switched it, so she actually cast the girl that they were trying to help out. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I see I see what you're saying. So yeah, yeah. that that did happen. 
and we never see, we never see the rights being done, but we also don't have enough time to see the rights being done. Mm. And and the bodies are switched, so then it's not the the original daughter who's in the body, but the one who was cast out was the the young girl who lived, um, and the one who stays in the body. But then she's I don't know nihilism and life is out of your control essentially i think is a lot of what like because at the end of the day all she does is she just takes her daughter to the roof of the hospital and then they jump, jump off, off together and die yeah. and and i guess that ends that curse essentially life theoretically uh, finds a way or does it uh uh, uh, uh life uh it uh finds uh, a way but but it doesn't really it doesn't really resolve anything. It doesn't resolve shit. No, and I mean, I mean, and then there's a whole other side plot where like the dad like has the girl that he's trying to like have a relationship with, but he's married and it's his workmate or whatever, and then he goes over to her were, house for some reason. I don't think they were married because when they when they came in, um, oh, she's like, why are you here? So I think they were separated. Oh, before. They were probably separated. You're right. Yeah. Why are you here? Oh, probably because supper. he cheated on her. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It, it, yeah, probably. Um, so and then he goes to the girl's house and then she winds up dead. So that was another scene that I was really confused about because she she's cursed now. So that was what I was saying is like she somehow got that same curse. Yeah, it's not like she kissed him or anything. She, no, like, she bailed on him. And even if she had, the curse does not seem to transfer. Like he should have still been cursed, but she was the one who imitated what Fuki did and grabbed his hand and said, you will kill a woman with this hand. Mm -hmm. Yep. In the same way that like, huh? Yeah. You know, I wonder if, I wonder if the overarching discussion here is that men are shitty and kill people. I don't think that's true. (laughs) I I haven't killed anyone yet. Yet. (laughs) You haven't killed anyone yet. Yet. Um, but it's it's interesting because the whole point is you'll kill a woman with this hand. You'll kill one that said twice mm-hmm. by two different people yeah. to the same person. Yeah. But who does he kill? He doesn't kill theoretically anybody. nobody. She frames him. But yeah, but the 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 story implies that he did not kill her. That's how I read it because he the, the his belt is around her neck and she suffocated herself. But what happens in the movie is that she. She chokes, she chokes him until yeah. he he passes out, and then he wakes up and she's dead. So theoretically, he well, shouldn't he have been able. Up, to... He wakes up and he's missing his belt, and then he goes to grab his belt, and, and, and then she like flops out of the fucking blankets or whatever, and she's dead. <laughs> she's so dead, yeah. she she seems to be carrying this like this curse. Like she heard the tape playing like from the first one, but there's no tape in the second one, or is there? Because they use the same phrase. That's something that connects. They use the same phrase, and that grudge sound is perpetuated throughout. Mm-hmm. That sort of seems to signify the same Juon curse. Uh, anyways, point being, he didn't kill anybody, or didn't seem to kill anybody, but maybe it's implied that he is the uh, the arbitrator. Arbitrator, is that the right word? Ar- he's he's like the, the cause of it all. You know, like, the, his daughter has this thing that is cursed but also it's trigger it seems to be triggered by stress um stress caused over familial relations the curse is also in this other girl that he's he like everybody that is cursed is connected to him somehow right i see where you're going with it but even still it's 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 under the same the same thing where like you know it's just one of these freak things that nobody's really at fault for it's yeah. like it's like uh it's like blaming it's like blaming the world for your problems almost. Like this thing is like blaming the entire world for what happened to it when it wasn't anybody's fault. Yeah, I guess. And it's not like it was the thing like I'm not saying like you know, it wasn't it wasn't that that uh that twins fault or whatever because it didn't have any control either, but it's like you know, it's like something it's like something bad happens to you and then, you know, you know, some people might try to blame the world instead of or even themselves for something that they really had no control over in the first place. Bam. That's the movie right there. But let, let's out. talk for a second, though, about those killer special effects. Oh, yeah. Looked that like face a, in the a, stomach. A JPEG being manipulated. That's what it looked like to me. <laughs> that is exactly what it looked like. Yeah. It was It was probably a photo of the stomach that was like 
morphed morphed and altered in some kind of post mm-hmm. process that I'm not fully aware of. Yeah. Um I just had to throw that out there cuz it was kind of funny. Oh man. It looked like <clears throat> like I said it looked like basket case. Basket case. Yeah, it's like uh <laughs> it's the movie about that guy's that guy's twin that he keeps around in that little hay basket and it kills people. What the fuck? I think I, that's what I don't I don't know this movie at all. You should watch it. It sounds like basket I'm going to have case. to basket case yeah he carries around his evil twin who murders people in a basket but it's like this deformed you're not thinking about uh wicker man <laughs> no i'm not thinking about wicker man uh it's a completely different movie um right so thoughts thoughts white ghost everybody's was um black ghost i don't know as we talked about black ghost more i I don't. I can't say I like it more, but maybe I understand it a little bit more. I understand I it understand more than I anything. did. Or maybe I don't understand anything about it. Maybe. I think that's me. I don't. I don't get it. I mean, I understand on the surface level what the plot of the movie yeah. is. Yeah. But I don't know the subtext. The subtext, like what, like in in comparison to what we're talking about with White Ghost, or even how they connect, like why. Why are they booked as a double feature? Why are they sold on the same disc and run right one after the other? You can't even like... Probably because no one would buy Black Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's interesting though, right? Because like you can't even pick one. Yeah, in just, the menu, there's yeah, no like. Yeah, it just throws no, right into both of them. Yeah, you can't be like, oh, I want to watch White Ghost. Yeah, you have you, to watch White Ghost, yeah, you, then Black Ghost. Yeah, you or finish Pest. White Ghost, and you're like, oh, there, there, there's there's another one. Okay. And it, it connects. It immediately goes in. Like, And the characters yeah. um, are kind of dressed the same. Like, that little girl at the beginning of Black Ghost is dressed very similarly to the little girl from White Ghost. And even the grandma. And even the grandma. So it makes you feel like it's the same movie, and then you realize it's not when the credits come Yeah, especially, like, when, like, the way it drops you into it, and then you're like, oh, like, here's, like, another, maybe it's, like, the prequel to White Ghost or something. That would have been better. That, that, well, it could have been been better. It could have been. If they did it right. But, but it's like, so why? What is the reason that they're packaged together? What is the, what is, what connects them besides them being a part of the same Uh, unless unless the guy just wanted to make a bunch of short stories or a bunch of short films and needed to find a way to connect them because it almost feels like a collection of short films yeah a lot of ways yeah all by the same all by the same director you and your friggin vape man don't blame me i'm an addict i know i know aren't we all um you want some more Jameson? Nah. <laughs> um Well, all right. So closing thoughts, I guess. I enjoyed it. Like I said, I haven't seen a lot of the other grudge movies. I've seen the, the American th- one. Yeah. Um which kind of counts because I think it's just a remake of the, of the original Japanese, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it kind of is, but I think the I think the original also throws um the original the original also has segments of the second i don't even know how to explain it that's okay yeah i'm not essentially <laughs> essentially they're, they're similar and i haven't seen much for the japanese ones but i do i have seen uh the connections like like they they make callbacks to the original the original like toshio right yeah, in, yeah. in these movies which aren't warranted really not really. It just like he just he just kind of appears. Yeah. So I guess like, in, oh, in like, like a comparative kind of way, in North American cinema and Japanese cinema, when it comes to horror movies, I, I I mean I'm sure this doesn't speak for all Japanese cinema, but at least this franchise is very westernized in the sense that it's just continues to keep going, right? Like you know, there's f- what, what do we like say? Fourteen. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. like fourteen films. All of them, of which are part of like a related shirt. but yeah. not. And yeah, they're all like individual things, uh, shaped out of their own little grudge things. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and yeah. and it's the same way that like you know all of the Friday the Thirteenth movies are all you know it's all Jason, except for the first one. Except for the first one, um, and it's just different people in different places, right? Yeah. So it 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 it's kind of a westernized 
way of making uh, um, a, an IP sort of stretch, I guess. Yeah, but but Milking you can it for all it's worth, pretty much. Yeah, but you can also see like stylistic elements within the films that are specifically these ones that we're talking about that are similar. And I don't know what fed off of what, um, whether Western horror draws from Japanese or I mean it's probably a little bit of both. But you can see mm. like like there's there's classic framing even where you know. We see a person edged towards the front of the frame so that we see a little bit behind them, and it leads us to think there might be something there that's going to yeah. pop out, you know? And usually this, it does. And usually it does. In the same way that, like, if a person goes into the bathroom and opens the medicine cabinet, you're sure as hell ready to see something behind it when they yeah. close it, and yeah. sometimes they subvert your expectations and sometimes they don't. But th those framing techniques are used in this in these movies. Um, the storytelling techniques in, in Black Ghost is a little more... Um, chronological in its telling for the most part mm -hmm. except for the scenes with the nurse and the the other dude we don't know yeah, yeah timeline wise it's, how that yeah fits, it's pretty but, linear for sure yeah but um but i guess the difference is in stylistically um the monsters the 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 plot the 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 national cultural historical implications and lessons that are being taught through um, through what these people are trying to say, I guess. And that's what, I guess, makes it Japanese versus North American. Not even, not even versus, more like uh, how they influenced each other. Well, yes, but I, I say versus only insofar as, like, we're talking about this as... as we've, a, we've just declared war. Oh, God. Cinematic oh, war. no! <laughs> well, I guess that's it. We lose, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but but like you look at like like American, I say American because Hollywood is primarily where we get a lot of our horror films from. Yeah. Um, and it's very like it's there's 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 alien horror movies. There's like like not sure, but it's all it's all like body related. It's all physical, right? It's like you're not worried about your mind breaking. You're worried about something like ripping your arm off for the most part. For the most part. Yeah. There's, there's th psychological thrillers exist and, mm -hmm. and, and they seem to have a lot of, there are a lot of those too. But like when you're talking about full blown horror, um, having said that these movies really aren't scary. I didn't find those two weren't. I found lab well specifically white. Like there were, there were times in white ghost. I was like, fuck, like this is like kind of hard to watch. It's hilarious in a lot of ways. Oh man. The, the basketball grandma, man. Like, oh god, the first time you see her when she just like <laughs> appears and she's like just, uh, just holding a basketball. <laughs> it's it, like why is she holding a basketball? I, oh, it's a place of people. I wonder it's it's hard to say whether it was intentional or not that the comedy was there, but I I've heard people say that comedy and horror function the same way. Right? Like if you it's if you if, if you go to make a comedy movie versus going to make a horror movie, you do the same things just in different ways, right? Like, like you, you, comedy is comedy because of the timing and because of, like, you know, you see a thing, cut to another thing, it makes you laugh because the context is funny. In horror, it's the same thing. You see a person, you cut to Jason walking through the trees, you're scared because you know Jason's coming for them, mm. versus, like, comedy, you see a person standing somewhere and then you see something coming you're like haha they're gonna fall or something like that like yeah. it, you know it, it it's the same techniques to do things in different ways but like what happened like i guess like this is like uh with with white ghost and the basketball grandma is like what happens <laughs> what happens when um yeah that's the thing is like it was it was it intentional i doubt it because you don't like think pretty, it was intentionally it's funny a pretty, it's a pretty serious movie like yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, there's a lot of also, like. It also depends on the cultural differences too. Maybe like in Japan, they would find that more scary than we would. You know. Maybe. I. I mean, I, I. I. Again, where comedy and horror kind of follow the same lines, horror and comedy are both. Both of their effects come from context. If if you took an alien, taught it our language, and showed it a comedy, it probably wouldn't find it funny because it doesn't know the context to the jokes. In the same way. If you don't know the context to why you should be afraid of something, 
it's not necessarily scary. Like if you watch this movie and you, you had no idea that like what Juon was like, that's why they explain it in the movie. They're like, this is what this is. This is what causes this, right? They have to like do a little bit more exposition to explain to you why you should be afraid of this thing. Cause otherwise you're not afraid of it. It's just like this weird faced lady walking around with a basketball, not some girl who was killed by her like grandson who strangled her to death while she was making out with a basketball, which, by the way, we never talked about, but that scene was fucking weird. She was just smearing lipstick all over her face. And, and then, like, rubbing her face on the basketball as though yeah. it was like, like, what, what, what? There, there was another what moment, too, where uh, the uncle was helping his niece with her homework, and then grandma walks in and makes... Oh, makes yeah, it just grabs his yeah. hands and tries to make him, like, grab, grab her boobs. <laughs> like, what the... Also... Oh, it's a weird movie. It, it, yeah. But I, I, I have to wonder if, like, maybe the grandma's a little bit senile. Okay, so here's my explanation. The grandma's oh, she seen, definitely is. The grandma's senile, obviously. She sees her grandson essentially, like molesting his daughter or his his mm. sister's his niece yeah and like in her senile weird messed up head she's jealous because she's alone and wants attention or something but that's just she's like, old. Uh, i hate even saying that because it's so it's so weird it's to, good yeah. <laughs> but like it it's in that's what's implied essentially yeah, right yeah totally yeah <sighs> i don't know oh so weird it's it's especially like when he when he's sawing off his niece's head that was like a really hard thing to watch it was uncomfortable yeah but also because of the way he like straddles her when he gets on the bed it's like this is this is like uncomfortably sexual as well as the fact that he's literally cutting off her head and putting it in a duffel bag yeah and the sound effects because we talked a little bit about the sound Mm, effects but we didn't even talk about that i wrote that down as something we were supposed to talk about and it, it sounded like a it sounded like a serrated blade it looked it sounded like he was using a saw even though as far as I could tell, it wasn't a saw, but that's what it sounded it, like. It it was. Was it? I'm pretty sure it was a saw. It looked like a saw. Like, fuck, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like well, but but way. like, and and that's that's something that really sold the whole movie, right? Like, to go to go to the sound design for a minute. Like, you talk about that scene in the beginning, where, again, where White Ghost, because I have more to say about that one. Mm-hmm. Um, he he goes in to the house, the the Santa cake delivery guy goes into the house and there's there isn't like sound like it's like they dropped the entire soundtrack out of the movie for a good minute or so while he's just standing in this hallway and and you see the girl come out oh i'm just tied up right now i'll i'll be right there and then she goes away and he just stands there and it's no sound again and then she comes out and does the same thing and no sound again and the like Why? the lack of sound is almost as uncomfortable as the like sound the itself, silence. right? Right? <laughs> yeah, and yeah, everybody hates silence. awkward silences. But also, um it just it just builds tension because you've it's like to to go to another movie, um, A Quiet Place, which I, came out kind of recently. I haven't seen it yet, but I know what it's about. Um Part of the reason that movie is so scary, and and to be fair, I, I it's not scary so much as it's like it it's tense. It keeps you on the edge of your seat because everything is so quiet that the loudest even the quietest sounds sound so much louder so when you're sitting there in a theater and nobody's eating because they're afraid of making noise because that's what the whole movie is and everything's quiet and then suddenly someone drops something right like that bang that's not actually that loud is so much louder because of that silence and it's so much more terrifying yeah you could also say that like in a situation like that um it's it's quietly loud yes you could say that you know you like you know what i mean yeah i do yeah yeah it's like and i, I would be interested to see the levels in in that movie mm-hmm. in in a quiet place to see what because what got, they actually leveled out to, like when, like when the there's that scene in the trailer where the they knock over the lantern or whatever and it like explodes, and it, I would be curious to know if that was even at negative twelve, yeah, or if it was like minus fifteen or minus eighteen or what the levels were on that as to like because because it felt so loud when you're sitting there watching it. Well, then like 
because you got room tone and stuff too. So who knows if they added on more of like a uh, like a lower level frequency on top of that, right? I could have. So yeah, because I remember, um, you know, like uh, they're like different different frequencies can give you different um, feelings or whatever emotional reactions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you put a frequency in that you can't your ears can't pick up, but your brain does, right? Yeah. Well, it's it's a uh, it's like that. Um, oh man, one of my favorite tones, uh, the shepherd's tone. Have you heard of the shepherd's tone? I don't think so. It's a. Uh, this is totally off topic. Now we're just like randomly talking about shit. But the shepherd's tone is a digitally created sine wave that basically can constantly sounds like it's falling in in pitch, oh, and okay. and it'll it'll cycle back and keep going, but because of the way the the sine wave is set up, you don't unless you're paying really paying attention you don't really hear the the octave go back up and go back down again it just sounds like it keeps getting lower and lower and lower and lower and lower forever oh. and it's extremely unsettling for a lot of people mm-hmm. and it gets put in horror movies sometimes underneath soundtracks and in the background to create that sense of of unsettlement unsettlement i'm i'm going to stand by that mm-hmm. um <laughs> but, but uh but just because of just because of the unnatural way that it sounds, it, it bothers a lot of people. Personally, I really enjoyed it. I sat and studied to it for like an hour once and it like really kept me focused for some reason. You're, I'm I'm a lot right? I'm I'm ADD, I think, like quite a bit, and uh I I can't focus a lot when I'm trying to, to do study. Um and when I turned that on, I was like I just like zoned in for some reason. It was really weird. Uh but anyways. Yeah. Um but that's just that that's an example of how I I don't know even know how we got off on that. Again, attention so quiet it's so quiet it's loud. So quiet okay. it's loud. Um sweet. Well, I think I think that's probably all the time we have for today. We're uh, we're just peaked over an hour here. Um so thank you guys for listening. Uh if you enjoyed this podcast, I'd love for you to uh give us a, a five-star rating. Uh, on whatever platforms you listen to it on, just uh, would really help us out. Um, Check it out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, literally everything. Yeah, it, yeah, you know, everything. It, it, I mean, Anchor's great because it just does that. Um, final thoughts, last thoughts, final words. Yeah, that's that's all I got. I think um, we kind of got on a, a lot of tangents today about a lot of shit that was not necessarily. Uh, what we intended to talk about. There was there was um, substance though. There was substance and we white ghosted it. What we oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I I don't uh, next week. What do we do next week? Do we do martyrs next week or do we do uh, fairy tales next week? I'd say we do martyrs. All right. So next week we'll do martyrs, um, which is a really fucked up foreign film from France, right? It's a French film? Yeah, it's a French film. There you go. Yeah. So we'll continue the train of talking about foreign films, and maybe we'll actually talk about... I think we'll have a lot more to say about Martyrs. About Martyrs. Than we did. I mean, we, we had stuff to say about this, but th- I think the problem with this one is that it's very, like... It's a mainstream film. It's it's not like a... Yeah, it's a bit inside the box. Yeah, a little Martyrs, bit. Martyrs is... Much beyond the edges of even seeing the box. <laughs> yeah, that's a good um, way to put it. It's, meta- it's metaphorically physical. It's metaphorically <laughs> physical, man. I'm never going to stop that. Uh, well, at least you don't lack ears. So. I don't. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> I'll rip them off. Um, yeah, thanks Thanks so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Please give us a rating if you, uh, if you enjoyed it, and uh, keep coming back. Keep coming back, people. We love you. Oh, we do. We love you long time. So a long time. Five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Enjoy the rest of your day.